0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon believes Sam Cosgrove's red card was the right decision, but what will tonight's appeal say? Ryan Jack's praising his midfield colleague Scott Arfield in the absence of Steve Davis, and Jim Goodwin's been pleased with St Mirren's performances against the Old Firm. Now he's targeting an upset. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. And it is officially the most wonderful time of the year. The last Super Scoreboard before Santa delivers his Christmas gifts, Gordon. We are demanding festive joy and felicity. Between 6 and 8 o'clock I hope Santa delivers everything you wanted For Sam Cosgrove, Gordon That means he's freedom Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plans out uh, Tonight, Roger uh, I was at the game Me personally, I thought it was a red card um, I know that Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes Didn't agree with that uh, Heard Neil Lennon coming out today And saying that we thought it was a red card as well So it'll be interesting to see What happens in the corridors of Hamden Right 0141 That is the number you need It is Christmas Eve Let's talk football though Scottish football isn't winding down I know you've been Rushing about daft all day Trying to get your last minute Bits and pieces Wrapping presents Whatever it may be Scottish football stops For no festive period Roger Hanna It's busier than ever Teams are going to be Perhaps training tomorrow Or travelling to games Because what a fixture card We've got on Boxing Day Yeah terrific fixture card On Boxing Day And an even better one On Sunday Before the Premiership Winds down for the winter break Some other will Players I feel sorry for away 175 miles all the way to Dingwall on Christmas night for the big game. But if they come back, Gordon, with three points and stay in third place, it'll all have been worth the hassle for Stephen Robinson and his players. And for the big two, it's very difficult to say Kilmarnock and St Mirren don't matter because they will matter if there are any points dropped. But already it's inevitable that a few glances are being cast towards Celtic Park 12.30 on Sunday. Yeah, looking forward to getting the Boxing Day fixtures out of the way, Gordon And then it's concentrating on the massive game at Celtic Park before the winter of shutdown um, But I think both teams will gain by another three points under a ba- uh, their belt Especially, you know, Celtic against St Myrm I can't see an upset there And I don't see an upset at Ibrox with Rangers uh, hosting Kilmarnock So I think we will get into the... The winter shut down, Roger, and all the talking points will be about and Sunday's it, it's game. It's strange as well because these are two fixtures that the sides dropped points in last season. If you remember early last season, Brendan Rodgers took Celtic to St Mirren Park. I think it was Oren Kearney's first game in charge of St Mirren. Nil-nil, draw points, dropped. Rangers, terrible record last season against Kilmarnock, including points dropped mm. at Ibrox. So it, it seems just a season on... It's amazing to think that everyone is convinced That the two old firm teams will win on Sunday I just think that shows the gap between the big two and the rest Sometimes this perception that the festive fixtures can define a season Or can go a long way to what Do you buy into that? Or is it too tight at the moment for that to be the case? Well, I, I know what you mean But if you look at the way it finished after the festive fixtures last season The Rangers won the old fun game They drew level with Celtic at the top of the Premiership a year ago And everyone was expecting this title race to go you know, on a wire Right the way to the end of the season And Rangers just blew up straight after the winter break They lost to Kilmarnock in the first game back And they never recovered that momentum they had at this time of the season So I'm not sure how much you can read into it It's a marathon rather than a sprint That said... Sunday will be huge in the title fight. Yeah, I think it will be, Roger. Um, I know what you're saying there about 
a season ago, Rangers, and you can see Rangers dropping points against Kilmarnock. You can see Celtic drop. And they're different teams now. Uh, the, the you know the prize is so higher. That the their squads are so bigger and they're so better now. And they're that gulf uh, between Celtic Rangers and the rest of the teams. Um, but I think Sunday is a massive, massive game for both teams. What about a bit of festive? Guesswork or prediction time Sam Cosgrove's hearing at the moment For his appeal uh, against that red card Shown to him at Celtic Park on Saturday It's it's underway at the moment I think it started at half past five Roger am I correct So uh, we should get the outcome of that So before we do Get your predictions in Does he get away with it Or does he not You tell us 0141 951 1025 I'm sticking by my original thoughts on it Gordon I thought when I watched it At Celtic Park I thought it was a red card I've watched it again I've heard the arguments Why it could only be a yellow But I'm sticking with my 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 thoughts on it I think it's a red card Daz is right Nailed on red card Neil Lennon's right Nailed on red card SFA appeal procedure Anything could happen tonight Gordon hmm. What do you think? Come on then Get in nice and early Before the before the outcome is, is published And then it's too late To ask for your predictions What do you think Does Sam Cosgrove Get away with it Or does he not Because the appeal is on Right now That's why we're asking So give us a call 0141951 1025 And we talk about Some of these appeals Do you know what, If anyone Among the Old firm players Say Morelos Or Hudson Edward Or someone like that Was to be sent off On Boxing Day Is there time I see to, where this is going is And the answer is I don't know Is an appeal Sometime on Friday to free them up for an old firm game on Sunday? He's just troublemaking now. Well, yeah. He's just troublemaking. Yeah, he's always not been like that. Asking we'll, a question. We'll find out. 01419511025. Here's what Neil Lennon had to say. He says Sam Cosgrove's red was the right decision. He says there was intent. Christopher Iyer was lucky not to pick up an injury. Unnecessary. But, um, you know, he did get a lot of the ball. But, you know, there's intent there. I didn't think he needed to make the challenge in that area and, and the way he did it. Ten years ago, You'd have gone, I'd have been happy with a challenge like that, but the way the game is now, on the follow through, you know, it could have hurt Christopher, you know, and Christopher's maybe lucky that he, he didn't come off with a bad injury or a, an injury of some sort. So it was full blooded, and I, th- I just felt it, looking at it at the time, it was a full blooded challenge, but when you see it again, you're thinking, why are you making that challenge like that? You know, you set yourself up for, for trouble. Um, so, in hindsight, with the way the game is now, it probably was the correct decision. When you see someone going in at that speed, do you feel for your player's safety a wee bit? Of course, especially when you got a leg dangling out there, you know, the one leg. Um, and you always worry when a player's left the ground that the excessive force could be dangerous. Gary's first up in Govan. Gary, Roger Hanna's got his favourite line in this show that you never try and predict the outcome of a Scottish FA appeal but we're going to try and do just that Gary does Sam Cosgrove get off with this one tonight or does the red card stand? No chance but if he does get off with it there's a serious problem with SFA So st- straightforward as far as you're concerned you agree with what Father, Neil Lennon had no, to there's say? No, there's, no, there's no doubt about it it's 100% um, but if he gets off with that there's a serious then there's a serious doubt about it Who's in charge of the SFA? I don't know if there's doubt about who's in charge of it, Roger. It just time tells you that there have been loads, and I I can't really even name them off the top of my head, but there have been so many appeals that you think are going to go one way and go the other, and vice versa. It is incredibly difficult to predict. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't 
you know, make any money predicting it that the bookies how some of these were going to go. The one I always go back to, I've said it in the show before, Gary O'Connor was done for diving many years ago. Billy Brown was his number two at Abernian and said it was a terrible dive. We're going to speak to all the players and tell them not to dive again. And two days later, they get off with it to the SFA appeal. So anything can happen in these things. You would love to be a fly in the wall at some of the decision making processes during these appeals. Um, half past five on Christmas Eve night I think everyone will want up the road quick So hopefully we'll get a result before the end of the show Gordon. Uh, Gary what do you make of Derek McInnes Sort of accusations about Christopher Iyer Winking and, and being at it And perhaps that, that played a part Humbug Say again? Humbug to that he just, he just wants to save his player You know what I mean He, just, yeah, he wants can, to save his player You can understand that, yeah. that looked like that was sore If I was the player that it happened to I can assure you I wouldn't be happy about that Yeah well I don't know What Christopher Iyer was doing If he's winking Or laughing or whatever But it could have been A real serious challenge Gordon uh, I think he got out the road Quickly enough um, I think Derek McInnes Is only doing what Every other manager In the league would do They would try and protect Their own player They would look at it They would try and put a case up He's an important player for them He would hope that This will be overturned but I just don't see how it can be. No. I thought it was a straight red card. And that, that's what football managers do. Look, look at Jose Mourinho at the weekend trying to put up a defence for young Min Son, who lost his appeal earlier on today for the red card against Chelsea. That's what managers do. It's a just a natural reaction, I think. But what Neil Lennon said, Cosgrove was leaving himself open to a red card. Of course he was. You can't throw yourself into a challenge like that. He did it once before against Scott Brown at Petodre and got a red card there. And particularly less than 24 hours earlier, you see the Porteous challenge and Barisic speed, force. I think the word in the rule, Gordon, is brutality, isn't it? I think he ticked all the boxes there. Well, seen, perhaps haven't even tried, haven't attempted to appeal that red card. Gary, what about the coming week? Boxing Day fixture, but I know fans in this part of the world perhaps looking a bit further ahead to the 29th as well. Oh, the, all the games are important. Just win. Win, win the games you, you're playing. I just want Celtic to win against. Um, uh, their hoodoo team at the moment. Well, they're, they're awkward. It's an awkward place to play, isn't it, But um, they'll win there and then do the damage at Parkhead. Uh, I, I understand what Gary's saying, but I think that players would look forward to going to a, a, a stadium like St. Man. I think there'll be a great atmosphere. The pitch is always usually first class. Um, I think I think if you're a player, you're looking forward to those. I know what you were talking about and the fact that last year and, you know, it was a hiccup and, um, you know, they dropped points there. But as I say, the golf is so big now gone. I said on Saturday, just sitting watching Celtic play Aberdeen. And at no time, even when Cosgrove scored and it went 1-1, at no time during that game did I think Celtic are going to drop points here. Okay. I always knew that they had the players to go and win the game Thank you to Gary on 0141 951 1025 Let's move on, same topic with Willie in Parkhead Hi Willie How you doing, how you doing Farnell, Merry Christmas to yeah, you Same Merry to Christmas. you Willie, what's on your mind? Well my, I've got a couple of wee points My point is now it's a straight big card They intent me there and I thought it was just reckless That's my, my opinion mm-hmm. But my other wee point is It seems to be the old firm Celtic Rangers That players are trying to hurt Is it because they're better players or... You don't hear it doing the, no, the other teams or oh, this bad tackle here, this bad tackle there. Always seems to be the old firm. Not just because it. Well, is there truth in that, Gordon, or do they just get publicised much more because those, yeah. those games are a higher profile? Yeah, I don't think it's a case of because you play with Celtic or Rangers that other teams and other players are out to hurt you. Um, 
I agree with, I, you know, I will not change my mind Even if this gets overturned, I will still say I watched them in, in Saturday, Gordon It was like red mist All of a sudden, Ayer, brilliant in the corner Wins the ball And you look at Cosgrove And the speed he's going as well Flying into that tackle No, I don't, I, I think it was just one of those moments But I don't think it's a case of that players would go and think, well, it's Celtic or it's Rangers. Sometimes because they players are better than you, you'll find that one or two tackles are misplaced because the timing, they're quicker. So if you get into a tackle and you, you try to win that ball and, and if you've got quality players that Celtic and Rangers have got and they move it quicker, sometimes you find yourself in that. And, and they're on the ball more. Celtic yeah. and Rangers players have more possession, therefore they're going to be challenged more by opposition players. And a percentage of those challenges aren't, aren't going to be good. It's like the people that complain that Celtic and Rangers get more penalties than Hamilton and St Johnson. Well, well, of course they do. They're in the opposition box far more often than those other teams. So, old firm players this weekend, it was Barisic, it was Ayer, they're on the ball more often than players from other teams that are going to be subjected to these challenges more often. Are you buying that as an explanation, Willie? Uh, yeah, no, you're quite right, but you never hear a, a lower team saying, oh, it was a bad tackle here. Maybe just because it's a big, the big teams are playing. And that's, what, that's my opinion, because it's bigger teams, better well, players. There's probably a bit of truth in it all. First of all, if there was if there was a bad tackle in the Livingston Ross County game at the weekend, it just simply wouldn't have got the same publicity. So you've got that aspect of it. You've got the fact, as you say, more time in the ball, better players. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. It's possibly a combination of them all. Is that fair? Yeah. And you do get that as well. That there is that element of every, if you're up against a, a team that is superior, you're you're told to get out there and get in their face Faces, and put your foot yeah. in all these cliches that we hear and. That, that, that sometimes unfortunately it, it boils over Yeah And at last I hope it doesn't boil over In Boxing Day We're looking forward to some good football On Boxing Day And Edinburgh Derby Preceding the two games That we're talking about St Mirren Celtic And Rangers Kilmarnock I am sure The last thing Jim Goodwin As St Mirren manager And Alec Dyer As Kilmarnock's interim manager Will say to these, those players At 5 to 3 is Get out Don't give them an inch Get in their faces Press mm. them high Press them hard You know Don't take any prisoners But here's hoping it's not taken quite as literally as it was taken by Ryan Portis and Sam Cosgrove at the weekend. Thanks to Willie and Parkhead. Hope you have a good Christmas, Willie. Neil Lennon's says the players are exceeding his expectations this season. He's been delighted with the results and performance, especially amidst this busy schedule. Our consistency has been excellent. I think the style of play and the way the players are approaching the games and winning the games with a, a certain style of play has delighted me. I thought the performance on Saturday against Aberdeen was... One of our best of the season, under the circumstances. It was our third game in six days. We had almost 30 attempts at goal against a team who were third in the table and were really up for the game. So I can't criticise any facet of the game. You know, at this stage, they're playing brilliantly and they've got the bit between the teeth. You know, the amount of goals we've scored and um, the accumulation of the points so far and, like I said, our European campaign, that definitely exceeded my expectations in terms of we, we, we qualified with two games to go and we won the group you know with a game to go and the consistency we've already won a trophy um, which is brilliant but obviously the priority is the championship and we are making really good strides in that aspect so I'm absolutely delighted I'm really proud of them as well with the way they, they handle themselves on and off the field John is a Celtic fan in Canada of all places hi John how are you? Yeah, good morning or good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> good evening. Hi, John. Good Merry morning Christmas. to you. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, first of all, Merry Christmas to all you guys. Hope you have a good one. Thanks, John. Thank Same you. to you. Yeah, just a quick point. Um, more so for the Dazzler there. I keep hearing about this um, Celtic knowing how to win. And I'm a Celtic supporter. But um, it's a fairly inexperienced Celtic team. I'd just like to know Gordon's views on it. Because when you think of it, we have bowling goalie, uh, young Mighty Johnson, uh, guys of that ilk, uh, who don't really have a lot of experience. Even Ryan Christie's only had one real good season. So, like, back in the days of Martin O'Neill, uh, Gordon Strachan, and probably Neil Lennon's first go-around, it's a pretty inexperienced team um, in many respects. So, I don't know why people keep saying Celtic know how to win, because when you look at it, it's not the most experienced team we've ever had. What do you think, Gordon? Yeah, well, you have got a lot of experience in there. You've got a lot of players that have won medals, a lot of medals, a lot of cup finals, a lot of leagues, and played a lot of games. You look at guys like Brown and Forrest and all these people. The back four does. Isn't it? Three of the back four, Paul and Goli, Julian and Frimpong, haven't won anything at Celtic. But yeah. f- further on, further on, you're quite right. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and John, they do know how to win. Uh, and that was shown in the cup final because Rangers totally outplayed them. Um, they've been down to 10 men for 33 minutes or, yeah. or so And they just knew how to go over a line So you've got to give them a lot of credit um, For the way that they can they can produce wins And produce cup finals and stuff like that So I do think if you look at Celtic You think, yeah, that is a team mm. that knows how to win And if, if you flip that to the other side There's far less experience of winning in the Rangers team I think only Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis have won titles mm-hmm. at, as Rangers players, whereas I think you know eight of Celtic's preferred starting eleven have won titles in the past. So I, th- I actually think looking at Sunday, there's more pressure on Rangers to get a result at Celtic Park so that the gap doesn't widen. I know Rangers have a game in hand in the new year, but so that gap doesn't widen and put more pressure on that Rangers team. John, is it not a bit of a mixed bag? Because you mentioned you know Frimpong and, and Mikey Johnsons of the world, fine. But if you look at Scott Brown, McGregor, Forrest, Fraser, Forster, between those guys, the number of games they've played, the number of trophies they've won, that surely raises the, the average experience level of the Celtic team. Yeah, it does in some respects. But I still think, um, to a certain degree, that a lot of the players in the team are fairly young, came from different clubs who don't have a history of winning. Um, it's not like the Hartson and Sutton and uh, Lennon days where there was a wealth of experience there. It's a fairly young side. I know it's in the Celtic DNA and, and the Rangers DNA to win every game, but I still think it's... I'm glad they're doing it, but it's kind of... It kind of just... Doesn't sit right with saying that Celtic have this way to win when I still think it's a pretty inexperienced squad. To, to I think I think to... I think there's a good balance here, John. I've got to say, um, you've got the experience of your captain there, 
the amount of games and trophies that he's lifted. I don't think it's a criticism either. No, it's no, meant to be a compliment no, when people say that. Yeah, and then you've got you've got the, the, the youth like Frimpong coming in and adding that energy as well, Gordon. So I think that Neil Lennon's got a good balance of a squad. John in Canada, thank you very much for the call. It's 0141-951-1025. Rangers fans, this might be the ideal time for you to get involved because we're going to get the thoughts of Ryan Jack. He's coming up after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Are your wise men They're the wisest we could find On Christmas Eve They're here They're waiting to take your calls On 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's hear from the Rangers camp Ryan Jack Has been speaking today He says Scott Arfield Has arguably been Rangers best player Since moving back into midfield he also says they've coped just fine without Stephen Davis in recent weeks. Yeah, Davo's been excellent um, since the start of the season. His form's been excellent. He's been um, playing very well. It's been great to play alongside him. and um, That's why the staff build the squad, because as soon as maybe we do get an injury or we do get a suspension, someone's going to need to come in and uh, step into that role. So um, we've built a good squad here, and as soon as someone gets injured or misses a game, then we've got players that will come in and equally as good a job. Scotty's been excellent, he's, he's been great about the place and um, I'm sure he's just striving to get better every day and every game and I think the last few games he's he's probably been our best player. Every day in training the manager makes it competitive and boys always want to win in training and thankfully we take that into games and um, it's just all about mentality and um, I'm sure we keep that going, we'll do, we'll do alright. Are you willing to climb down now, Gordon? Because for a long time you felt that Scott Arfield's best position was yeah, a, a, more, a more attacking one, mm-hmm. but he's now getting rave reviews coming back into midfield. Well, he won you over in that position. Yeah, yes, he has. Um, I think Ryan Jack's been the best midfield player, I've got to say. He's been absolutely excellent. Uh, but I like Arfield, Gordon, and it just shows you that I was right about him. He can play in one or two <laughs> positions. A, a, a big decision now for Stephen Jenner, both mm-hmm. in Boxing Day and on Sunday. Does Stephen Davis come back in? Because the balance of the team has looked better. I'm not saying this is because Stephen Davis has been out the team, but dropping Arfield back one, and I think pushing Aribo on one, mm. the balance is better. You're right about Jack. I think Glenn Kamara has played very well too. Kent played well at Hibs at the weekend. Morelos is back in the team. If Stephen Davis comes in, who drops out? Well, that would be a massive question, Roger. Um, I think you've got to get Davis into the team. I think he brings so much experience. He's a terrific footballer, but the question would be: you would probably need to upset someone who's. And you've got to say Rangers have been playing very well, and he's kept he's kept most of the team unless it was a suspension or an injury. So he might just and he might just decide I, to say to Stephen Davis, look, you need to work your way back in. But I think come Sunday, I think you need all the experience in the world at Celtic Park. David in Cumbernauld has a question on this very topic, so let's take his call right now. David, what's on your mind? Uh, first of all, uh, Merry Christmas Eve to all the panel. Yes, yeah, to you, David. Uh, me and my friends had this uh, big argument over who's the best midfielder. Uh, Ryan Kent, Ryan Jack or Stephen Davis and um, each of us uh, has like an opposing opinion and I actually think uh, Ryan uh, Jack's the best midfielder out of the two but I quite like Stephen Davis as well so you can imagine um, trying to sort out out of those three big <laughs> name players in our team who's the best Yeah, Well just now for me I think that if you go to Celtic Park for instance on Sunday and you had to make sure one of them played right? 
Ryan Jack's the guy for me. I think Ryan Jack's he's the most improved player this season at Rangers, in my opinion. I know Morelis gets all the headlines with the goals. Um, I just think that Ryan Jack has added so much to his game now, Gordon, and I think he's that important a player for Rangers. I really do. Would you make it a full house, Roger? That would be you, David, and Gordon yeah, all in agreement. Certainly, from Ryan Kent's a different type of player. And Ken showed what he can do A terrific finish at Easter Road He scored a very good goal at Celtic Park last season If you remember He will be an important player Because I thought Stephen Gerrard Got the balance in midfield all wrong When Celtic came and won at Ibrox At the start of the season Wasn't nearly offensive enough And he'll need Kent I think he'll need a rebo In one of those advanced positions as well To support Morelos To try and get the ball to Morelos As quickly as Rangers can So for me it's left with Three from four The three who have been playing Jack who would be the first name In the midfield mm-hmm. team sheet If you like Arfield Who by Jack's own admission has probably been As good as anyone In the last two or three games And Kamara who I like I, I just wonder if there's not Going to be room for Stephen Davis on Sunday David what do you think then If Stephen Davis is fit Does he just simply have to sit and wait At the moment Due to the form of the other guys in there Well I think Stephen Davis is, um, Fits the mould of um a Barry Ferguson kind of thing. He knows how to command that midfield. He's uh, he's capped for his country for a reason, and he's keep on getting capped for his country for a reason. He's got that kind of vision where he can see what's going on in the park and maybe instruct uh, the players of the the younger variety of uh, what's where to go. But maybe give them a little advice, little arm around the shoulder. I think he's a very commanding presence when he's on his game, but. It's a wonderful problem to have And you go Well Our midfield's just too good Well, well it is a, It's a problem it's a terrific problem uh, If you're a Rangers manager Because you've got Good quality players in there All adding something just now uh, Davis brings A wealth of experience Very good footballer uh, And I think when you're at Places like Celtic Park You've got to get Your best players on the pitch uh, Davis keeps a ball for Rangers He's a very good user Of the ball as well He uses it very well but I think Roger's right. It's it'd be very unfair in any other midfield players to be left out because they've they've they've, they've not done anything wrong, Roger, uh, unless they have a poor game against Kilmarnock yeah. in, in Boxing Day. But it'll be interesting to see if everybody's fit. What line up that Stephen Gerrard? It's, it's funny because Neil Lennon had a similar dilemma not so long ago with Olivier and Cham. He just couldn't get Olivier and Cham into the team, and then and Cham was doing so well in the cameos that he was having. The, he put him into the team and just slightly tweaked with the system, you know, a, the sort of left winger, if you like, mm-hmm. the guy, who, you know, a Sinclair or a Morgan or a Johnson or an El Yunusi no longer was in the team. Well, for, you, you, Forrest you and, heard Forrest and Christian and Charm became that. You heard on Saturday well. in the phone and Roger, the, the Mount Celtic supporters that come on and actually said, look, the, the balance of the team's upset. Now, I don't buy into the balance of Celtic being upset because one, they're winning games and the amount of chances created against Aberdeen tells me that it's not anything to do with the balance. But I can understand people saying, well, Ryan Christie's best position is a number 10, but in Cham's in there and Christie plays off a, the right-hand side. James Forrest, for me, his best position is wide right and in this system, he goes wide left. So, yeah, I can understand people phoning in saying, well, the balance of the team's wrong. But I don't go with it because I think they're still creating chances They're winning games They don't look like they're going to lose Especially at Celtic Park So I just think it's up to Neil Lennon To decide what his tactics are going to be Alright let's move on and get the thoughts of Roger in Uddingston Hi Roger 
Okay, good evening, guys. Hello, Roger. Okay, compliments the seasons. Seems you guys. Uh, listen, I was out and about last night and uh, I listened to a Celtic fan phone dump that says that would it be insurmountable if Celtic would have beat Rangers be eight points clear or beat Rangers with a game in hand. Um, but I don't know if the panel one it was was it Alec Ray and Hugh Keevans last night or any, any any other fan called up to say what happened if Rangers were to win on Sunday. Um, now I think it's an interesting debate the guy mentioned so probably a lot of issues maybe probably seeing a draw the better result but um, I don't think it's insurmountable I can't see many teams take points after Rangers or Celtic to be honest well I've said that from day one especially at home yeah, I think you should get that tattooed on you yeah, that's become yeah, your but, catchphrase but, for but the season the, the give good, us it again the good thing about it is Gordon I actually noticed it and I noticed it early so uh, I've got to take a lot of credit for that <laughs> Um I think it's a massive game on Sunday because I do believe that both sides will win Boxing Day. I think obviously Rangers at home can't see anybody apart from Celtic going there and winning. And I think Celtic will have enough in Paisley to beat St Mern. And I will get into the, the, the clash on Sunday. And I think it's massive. I think um, I think it's more important for Rangers than it is for Celtic. I think all of a sudden if this goes to eight points with a game in hand, we understand that. Um, I think it puts a lot of pressure on Rangers. Uh, I've actually been hu- hugely impressed Sorry, by Rangers lately. Be- yeah, two seconds, Roger. Rangers have had three extremely tough away games: Aberdeen, Motherwell, and Hibs in quick succession. Taking seven points from nine should have been nine, but they've taken seven points from nine. They've done really, really well. Um, nothing's won at this time of year. It doesn't matter really, you know, the the, the points differential at this time because if it, even if it does go to eight, it could still be pulled back. But if Rangers are going to win this title. At some stage, they're going to have to get a result at Celtic Park. They won't win the title if they lose two games at Celtic Park between now and the end of the season. So Stephen Gerrard will know that Sunday is more important for Rangers than it is for Celtic. They lost the cup final. They were terrific in the cup final, Rangers. Just couldn't get past Fraser Foster. But they need to have a similar performance at Celtic Park and they need to get past Fraser Foster because Rangers won't win the league unless they have a breakthrough result at Celtic Park. And Sunday's an opportunity to do that. Roger, on you go. Yeah, the point. The point was um, they were talking about uh, Stephen Davis maybe coming back into midfield if he's fit. Um, Morelos is free for suspension. Now I thought Defoe had a great game last week at Easter Road. He's a different movement, a different player for, for Morelos. Um, I go to a lot of the home games at uh, Ibrox. If you notice Morelos, he'll come deep. He'll go out to the wings and and he leaves that centre forward position until he plays the ball off. If you know what I mean. But with Defoe, he was just a basic a centre forward it was different movement his movement was fantastic it took his goal really well so again it's a dilemma would just Stephen Gerrard bring back Morelis or put him on the bench now we go back to the game in September when he got all his tactics so wrong um, with no no width in the team so uh, again Ella Collar as well said it's good to have that, um, that headache where you can Davis and Morelis on the bench or you put Defoe and another midfielder on the bench and bring the guys back so Interesting times ahead I think Yeah Roger um, I know what you're saying But I don't think There's any chance That if everyone's fit Morelis will not start Against Celtic It's as simple And straightforward That I hear your argument About Defoe I thought his goal Against Hibs Was absolutely brilliant For any young player Watching his first touch And then he just Kills a goalkeeper With You know He puts in the, the front post Terrific striking play I like him His movement He's been a goal scorer For years and years I just think going to the biggest game away from home, you need Morelis up top. 
Thank you very much That was Roger in Uddingston Hope you have a good day tomorrow Roger 01419511025 uh, we're motoring along quite nicely in the calls. Lots coming through, so let's just keep on the phone lines with Graham and Irvin. Hi, Graham. How's it Gordon? Not too bad. How are you? How good. Uh, have a good one once it comes. You too, Graham. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Graham. Same to you. Yep. Uh, I'm just uh, rattling my heat here. See the extra game Celtic go during the week here against Hearts, mm-hmm. which effectively put uh, Rangers on the back foot with a game. Does anybody know how this came about? Or was it just purely done for TV right? Think No, it was the games It was I think it was League Cup semi-final weekend Celtic were due to go to Tynecastle Rangers I think were due to be at home to St Johnson That weekend Those are the two games we were missing They should both have been pencilled in Last midweek if you remember When Celtic won, won at Tynecastle Graham But Rangers couldn't play last midweek Because the way the fixture schedule with TV worked out Rangers played the Sunday at Fur Park against Motherwell And then the Friday night at Easter Road against Hibs So they couldn't play the Tuesday Because they played the Sunday And they couldn't play the Wednesday Because they played the Friday And it's going to be strange Because in the new year I think Rangers start back after the split On a Friday night at home to Stranraer In the Scottish Cup But between Scottish Cup ties Midweek Premiership ties And the Europa League games against Braga I think the very earliest This St Johnson game can be played Is at the end of March So there'll be a game behind Celtic From now till the end of March yeah, I understand that, Roger, but the, see the way Europe works, we usually play on a Sunday, then we're playing a Thursday anyway, so could the Hibs game not be on a Thursday? And we still played on a Sunday, so we're on level pegging. I mean, we're talking about one of the biggest title things here in decades. Oh, the problem with that, though, Roger, is it's for TV, isn't it? That's why the, the game goes on a Friday night. We don't have Thursday night. League games on TV yeah, here. You know. the, the clubs, the cl- pardon me, the two clubs, clubs have, to agree, have to, it. to agree to it as yeah. well. I don't think the two clubs were, yeah. you know, were able to agree to a date that was suitable to them. So, I mean, that just is the circumstances. It's going to be, you know, yeah. and it could could be even further if they just progress past Braga. It then puts even more fixtures mm. on the, you know, on the list. I mean, that is the thing, Graham. Rangers agreed to it. You have to imagine they don't have a. A great problem with it Based on the fact that They all play the same amount At the end of the season Do, do you really think It is that big a deal At this point in time? Definitely If we go to If we go to Park Heed Five points Which I fully expect We'll go five points down Because I think They'll take care of St Man. If they beat us Eight points But again That's a big ask I, I think I, Again It's down to Rangers If Rangers go to Celtic Park And win, win the game mm. it's And then point, you know You've, two, got, two you've got a game in hand to come. Game in, no, no offence to St Johnson a game in hand at home to St Johnson Two points behind at the split I think that's a scenario Stephen Gerrard would quite happily take So it's up to his players To win their last two games And get themselves into that position Graham, thank you very much for the call 0141 We are late for the travel Let's get the latest on the roads With Amber And we'll take more of your calls after that Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com with Arnold Clark's Real Sale Now on With savings on over 25,000 used cars Now this is the last one This is the last one So no pressure Everybody's listening 
Make it a good one. This is the last travel. Well, it's Christmas Eve, so it is all good news on the roads. No problems at all. Your motorways and your main routes are running clear. And by the way, I've just checked the sky and that's clear as well for Santa's sleigh. A few road closures though remaining over the festive season. So Albert Drive, both ways closed from Darnley Street and Shields Road and Pollock Shields. Seward Street, both directions closed from the 8 to Melbourne Park Street. And Port Street and Stirling closed from Dumbarton Road to St Ninian's Road. For the final time in 2019 and for the final time from me, I'm Amber and that's all your latest travel. I thought we were going to get tears there, Gordon. Oh, I think we are. We're going to miss you. We're oh, going to miss you. And I'll miss you all. I'll miss this show. Oh. Safe travels. That Thank was Amber you. with the travel for nice the Christmas last time. Amber. Thanks. Nice Christmas. Oh, come all ye faithful and hope your team is joyful and triumphant. Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale's in tears as well It's a really emotional evening mm-hmm. In the Clyde One Super Scoreboard studio But he's here, he's soldiering on Roger Hanna he's is only alongside him mixed up. He thought the road closures were going to affect Santa <laughs> <laughs> uh, The usual number applies So 141951 uh, Twitter is at Clyde SSB You made a very good point earlier on Roger You were talking about how you'd love to be a fly on the wall At these appeals Because Sam Cosgrove His appeal hearing is on at the moment And I tend to agree with you Because I just wonder Assuming it started on time mm-hmm. I, I wonder what you speak about For an hour and 15 minutes he, I, I just would really like to know How the conversation goes well, the, the first For question, that length the, of time The first question will be Do we get paid by the hour for this? Ah maybe that's why Maybe that's why they're trying to spin I mean you said Christmas Eve Everybody will be keen to get up the road mm-hmm. Presents to wrap uh, An hour and 20 minutes in Still, still going no, still, Well still no outcome Still no Still no verdict Must be close mm. Yeah Okay well, we'll are, they, are they going to announce it tonight Are they going to keep mm. us in suspense Do we until know Tomorrow morning I have no idea We'll find out At Clyde SSB Maybe we need to wait Until Dave Galloway Reads the teams out At Petodre and Boxing And just see if he appears See they if he's there Reveal it And he comes out the tunnel Smoke Santa mm. outfit Or oh. whether it's just Curtis Main. I'm sure that would delight the, the Aberdeen fans as well Right, Let us know what's on your mind tonight 0141 uh, On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB uh, We are going to speak to Martin Who is a Hearts fan on the line But I think he's disappeared So we'll try and get Martin back um, got Another call coming through here at the moment as well I think I don't know if, this, if uh, Christmas Eve is having an impact On this computer screen Gordon It's just going a little bit slow As I try and get this call through are, are, are the Hearts fans dropping off the bottom of the screen? Something like that I think so Three calls adrift at the bottom Daniel Stendhal's over the road isn't he? He's, well, he's, he's long He's home God, yes. He's away home he's, he's home for Christmas uh, Jerry is now with us Jerry's not drossing Hi Jerry How are we doing? Not too bad Jerry Yeah brand new governor I hope you have a nice Christmas Thank um, you I'm the first, I'm first time caller actually What a what I was saying, Gordon, the, the boy for the last call, the boy from Irvine, I know Rangers are supposed to be in a bit unfair there. Basically, they've got a game in hand. They put a bit of pressure over their, their winter, well, over the Christmas New Year period. But you've got to remember, Sky Sports, they, they agreed. They signed the contract, Rangers and Hibs. They agreed, they agreed that they had to play that day, or Sky Sports took over, basically. They had to, uh, they're doing it for money, too, basically. They're signing because it's television, so... Really, the pre- really at the time they, they couldn't refuse. They couldn't refuse it. Yeah, I mean Jerry's general point is is spot yeah, on. It was, it was BT Sport. Don't mean to, to split hairs, but TV 
calls the tune and the, the clubs have yeah. to dance to it essentially I'm, I'm Roger sure that's, that's sure the way. police in Edinburgh will be looking at the small print of that contract to see if there's any way they can stop Hibernian versus Rangers games on Friday nights because um, it's causing them a great degree of angst and a great degree of overtime I would imagine after the last couple of Friday night games between the two of them but, but the point Jerry makes is right the TV companies pay the money the clubs are happy to take the checks at the start of the season and they have to play when they're asked to play mm. I actually think it's worked out Reasonably well for Rangers at the minute Because ahead of this hectic schedule They've actually had an extra day to prepare for the Kilmarnock game on Thursday You know, They've gone from Friday to playing on Thursday Six games, six days I should say Isn't really that bad You know, a rest period They'll then play on Sunday Same as everyone else So I don't think Stephen Gerrard would make a complaint about this I mean Gordon, are we in danger of over-analysing this? Because I get that this is It's very close at the top It's very tight People mm. are emotionally <laughs> invested within it But teams in every league Every part of the world have games in hand all the time. At the moment, Celtic have played 18, Rangers 17, but Motherwell have played 19, St Johnson have only played 17, most of the others have played 19. It, it's very rare, in fact, it's probably impossible to have a situation where every team plays the same amount of games for the entirety of the season. I get why there's an increased focus on it because it's at the top and it's the two biggest teams in this city, but are, are we getting to that stage where we're Maybe looking into it a bit too much um, Time will only tell Gordon uh, We'll know on Monday how it's all planned out Because if Rangers go to Celtic Park and get something Then they could be sitting in a good good position If Celtic beat Rangers And it's 8 points Then the points are in the bag And Rangers have still to go and win these And I think adds a little bit more pressure Because the 8 points all of a sudden You're thinking well You don't see Celtic drop many points No no I'm, I'm, I'm sure it does and I get that But Roger The the, the the impact of a game in hand Once the season's done They become so insignificant You you can't remember I mean it's not as if you can say Oh I remember in 2006 Somebody had a game in hand in January You know it's not the type of thing That is looked back on As having a significant impact Is it? Yeah well the only time I can think That was an impact That was spoken about Was 2008 When yeah, Rangers reached the, the UEFA Cup final And the phrase sporting integrity Entered the Scottish football lexicon forever I mean those that Circumstances were a bit different from a game in hand Yeah, of course, of course we are in Listen, the bottom line is And Stephen Gerrard will tell you this himself The bottom line is that It doesn't matter about games in hand It's points on the board Rangers, to win the league, need to accumulate more points than Celtic To do that, they're going to have to beat Celtic at some stage Sunday gives them an opportunity to do that And whether they are a game behind Stephen Gerrard would be happy for them Just to be two points behind Rather than five Or rather than eight I've got an early Christmas gift for you For me? I've got the big verdict It only took 80 minutes dun, Sam dun, Cosgrove dun. Has been No chance Unsuccessful In his appeal Against the Red That was my best sort of X factor mm. Building up the suspense I'm not sure that it worked um, But it's Christmas You can take pity on me They've been unsuccessful Aberdeen So Cam, Sam Cosgrove's red card Stands and he will now serve his suspension This is the game against Livingston Boxing Day Back for Tyne Castle on Sunday, I believe So anyone surprised? No, because no, you, you no, both predicted it, didn't you? No, I would, I would have been shocked if uh, it was overturned I really would um, And I don't even know why Aberdeen went through the, the, the process of even Going in for an appeal I, I never thought for one minute he could win that And We're not putting Sam Cosgrove down Along with some of these lower league English players you were discussing, was it Scott Malone of Derby, <laughs> who you were maligning at three minutes past three on Saturday afternoon? Trying to get was, Christmas Day off. Yeah, trying to get Christmas nah. Day, Boxing Day off. Poor Sam's not included among them, is he? 
I couldn't possibly make that allegation. Uh, I think the four minutes was it four minutes the boy from Derby got sent yeah. off at the weekend. Four. I just that, that was it's, that made it's, me suspicious. It's, a, it's an interesting point about the games. You know, Graham was saying to Rangers not squeeze one. I'm just looking at the English fixtures over the festivities. Daz's his former team, Manchester City. You probably had this when you were down there, Daz. They play Wolves seven forty-five on Friday night. They play again on Sunday evening. They play twice in less than forty-eight hours. Uh, Jerry and Ardrossan, let's bring you back in. We got a bit sidetracked here. My apologies. No problem. Yeah, I was listening to that. I was uh, when I heard about you know, saying Cosgrove getting a red card. I think it, I think we've got to stick by that. I think that's the right decision, you know. Definitely right decision. Uh, I was going to actually talk about the Celtic Rangers game. I think it'll be very close. I think there's a possible chance that it could be a draw uh, at Parkhead. But saying that, saying that again. I think the teams are very level, right? They're very le- balanced, very level, but I think subs might play a big part. I know this might sound... I think the subs might play a big part, and I think this is where Celtic have got the edge on the subs. I don't know if you agree with me there. In what sense, Jerry? Well, squad depth, I think, essentially, is what, what well, Jerry means. Well, if you look um, just now, just now, um, if you were, say, sitting there, nil-nil, Gordon, 10, 15 minutes to go, and you had one choice of making a sub, who would it be? For me to win a game, I think the four coming on the pitch gives you a better mm-hmm. opportunity. Okay, yeah. I know what you're saying about the debt and, and this, the. the so you, you, you've picked one, and that's not to say you're wrong, but some people would maybe look at the number of good options rather than the single best option. Yeah, see, see yeah, the difference? Yeah, yes, and, I th- and I'm, not, I'm not saying that that swings it in Celtic's favour either. I'm just trying to open up the, the possibility that there's different ways I of do, looking I at it. I do think Celtic have got a very strong squad. You look at the bench, um, for instance, at the weekend there, uh, Mikey Johnston come on and made a massive difference right away. Uh, so they have got good quality there, but I think Rangers have got... I think they've got a good enough squad that they've got players also that can turn games. Well, the recent evidence would say Jerry's correct because the most recent meeting was the League Cup final. Celtic were able to put odds on Edward on, and, and for me, that was probably the, the defining moment of the game because he gave Celtic a different dimension up top. He forced a free kick from which Celtic scored the goal, and he just caused Rangers all sorts of problems. Rangers were never as good after Edward was back on. Now, obviously, Edward will start this game on Sunday. You know, barring any mm-hmm. unforeseen circumstances at St Mirren on, on Thursday, but that Dan's is, I think, right. Celtic for me of just of more. You know, if Edward starts with Forrest Christie and Cham behind, that means there'll be a bench that's probably going to have again Mikey Johnson, maybe El maybe Griffiths, maybe Rogic. a Johnny Hayes, a Tom Rogic, a Lewis mm-hmm. Morgan. There's just more options than the, available to Neil Lennon. Jerry Nardrossan, thank you very much. I like Jerry's style. First time caller, but he's and saved up for Christmas Eve. A man for the big occasion. Yeah, I like that. Good, good point, man, Jerry. Good point. good point as well. You can give us a call back anytime. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit just in time. For Christmas This could be your I mean don't get me wrong I'm not making any promises About the signed ball I don't think it'll be there By the morning If I'm being completely honest But nevertheless You could win the signed ball And uh, if you can get one over On Gordon DL Or Roger Hanna If you fancy it tonight 0141-951-1025 You come on You answer a few questions And you see if you can Get the better Of these two Give us a call Before the news starts At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We kicked off hearing from the likes of Neil Lennon And Ryan Jack If you missed the breaking news just before We gave you the news on Clyde One It is that Sam Cosgrove has been unsuccessful Or Aberdeen have been unsuccessful in their appeal Against that red card So he will now serve a suspension After the challenge on Christopher Iyer at the weekend The number you need tonight is 01419511025 You can tweet us at Clyde SSB And we'll do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Trying to figure out if this is going to be the last Is this the last one of the year? No For you? No No No, no. no. Oh, of course, that'll be the perfect time to assess your calendar year form oh. and then see how Red how you've been. But it's your last one before Christmas. Stuart in Nielsen is on the line. How are you, Stuart? Not bad, thanks, Gordon. Yourself? Yeah, not, you, too, not too bad at all, Stuart. Um, Gordon Diel's been giving it big licks. He quite fancies himself as being the form pundit of 2019. So I think uh, I speak hope in, I draw, hope I draw. Yeah, I think I speak on behalf of the, the nation when mm. I say I hope you, you bring him back down to earth. So uh, we'll toss the coin though. It might not even be Gordon. If it's heads, it is Roger minus one. And if it's tails, it will be Gordon DL. And it's heads. It's oh. Roger minus one. Oh, best, up against Stuart. Oh Roger, good luck, mate. Good Anderson. luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I'm gonna give Roger something else to listen to, probably some Christmas songs. He's given me the thumbs up. Right. Stuart, here's the deal You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Roger The secret is you can pass So if you don't know it Pass it And move on to the next one quickly Because that's what he'll do Alright No bother Good man Your time Starts Now Who did Celtic face In the Europa League Round of 32 Last season oh, yeah. Close which, which Scottish side Play their home games At Station Park What nationality Is Motherwell's Christy Mazinga uh, Nigerian Who's the current Bournemouth manager? Pass Who do Rangers face on Boxing Day? Braga Oh no it's Celtic which, which country hosted Euro 2016? Pass Nah just guess a country Go on who hosted, Euro, who hosted Euro 2016? Just guess a country Spain There you go You can never pass the last one Especially at Christmas I'm feeling festive and Season of goodwill Right let's bring Roger back Roger Are you with us It's 8 o'clock now See see the thing is The the previous 15 times You've used that joke It's it's not even really been funny then So when you still use it (laughs) I I feel like it it really diminishes Every time Uh, Stuart is finished now though Roger Is that alright? Listen I was enjoying the music And too Was it Christmas music right enough? No it wasn't wasn't. Slightly this It was the greatest answer but that's fine Right I, I just thought I could hear it I thought it was Christmas music Anyway sorry to disappoint you Right same set of questions to you You have 30 seconds Are you ready? Yeah Let's do it Who did Celtic face In the Europa League round of 32 last season? Zenit Which Scottish side Play their home games at Station Park? Forfa What nationality is Motherwell's Christy Mazinga? The Kenyan Who is the current Bournemouth manager? Eddie Howe Who do Rangers face on Boxing Day? Comarnock which country hosted Euro 2016? France Which side does Mark Kerr currently manage? United And what is the name of Real Madrid Stadium? Bernabeu Which town are Wraith Rovers based in? Quickly Okay, you got flying through them Go through nine questions I think Stuart, do I need to ask how you think that went? Uh, yes please Roger, yep <laughs> How do you think it went Stuart? 
Remember it's Christmas uh, uh, no. I thought he would go easy on you uh, And actually after the first question I thought maybe he had It was Valencia last season Then it was the season before Oh, not like him. There you are. Did, not did like Stuart him. Get it? No, Stuart didn't get it either. No. But it's not like him. I must admit. Uh, so Roger's still on minus one. Stuart's on zero. Uh, which Scottish side play their home games at Station Park? It is Forfar. Alison Conroy's Forfar. Uh, so Stuart didn't get it. You did. So you're you're level oh, now, level. if you like. That's your minus one wiped out. The nationality of Christy Mazinga. He's Congolese. None of you got that right. So it's mm-hmm. still level. It's still nil nil. Good game. Essentially, after three questions. You used the phrase there Stuart Downhill This is yep. where the hill really starts To go down the way Bournemouth manager Eddie Howe 1-0 Roger Rangers don't face Braga On Boxing Day Stuart No They face, they face Kilmarnock And then Celtic 2-0 Roger Euro 2016 was France 3-0 Roger You seen a Bit of a theme yeah. uh, Air United Mark Kerr Bernabeu Real Madrid Wraith Rovers Kirkcaldy 1-2-3-4-5 nil to Roger Hanna Stuart That is a Christmas stuffing right enough that is a stuffing <laughs> Good man Listen boys Have a nice time Merry Christmas Stuart Have a great time tomorrow Same to you yeah, That was Merry Stuart Christmas. and Neilston Thank you very much For taking part uh, Still time to get Beat the pundit in Before the year ends That's obviously The last one before Christmas Do, do we I feel, I feel. Do we have statistics For the Hogmanay show About Naz's performance yeah. In the calendar year 2019 yes. Yeah producer Andy Generally keeps a note yeah. Of such is things it, I, um, I am confident He would be in a European place You think so? Oh yeah, totally. Win percentage because it has to be win percentage because yeah. you play more than everyone else. So it's not it's not fair to just hold up your number of victories. Yes, it is. We need we need win percentage. I, I, and I've got to say, Roger, you've you've really ruined Stuart Christmas. <laughs> Usually half you. You know, give you know, I'd let the lad win there and give him a ball and let him be happy and say Merry Christmas, Stuart. I, and I'm George. sure producer Dan will send the ball out to Neil. Instead, it was Stuart. a six nil. Absolutely doing it. Anyway, right. The number you need to get in touch tonight is oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you would rather tweet us, then you can do so. You will find us at Clyde SSB. I just checked in on Twitter, Roger, just to see if the festive period of goodwill had extended to Sam Cosgrove. Maybe some messages of sympathy about him not being successful in his appeal. Um, but but no, no is is the no. answer. No, he's been told in no uncertain terms by the people. Of Clyde Super Scoreboard Twitter That he got what he deserved That's the polite way of, of putting it yeah, It's a harsh audience Yeah You didn't expect anything different to be fair You two uh, did predict it I, I would read some of them out if they were A read bit more up. If they were a bit more polite Certainly a family show this This close to Christmas well, I don't I'm, think. I'm sure Big Sam will see The silver lining on his cloud He can go and enjoy a nice turkey dinner tomorrow Go and cheer on Aberdeen and Boxing mm. Day And I'm quite sure he will be back in the team and maybe even back in Alec Ray's fantasy team In time for Sunday Well your plans tomorrow I can't imagine you're much of a A chef You must get kept miles away from that stuff on Christmas Day Yeah I'm doing a bit of babysitting Right okay uh, My granddaughter's her first Christmas Lovely uh, So I'll be on babysitting duty Watching and running after her And Doing what I have to do And my daughter Nicola is cooking me my Christmas dinner I'm what, looking forward what, to it What do you have? Um, Usual yeah, but I always start with uh, my favourites, the prawn cocktails. Oh, uh-huh. ah, favourite, I'll absolutely, and she makes the biggest prawn cocktail, and it's one of the ones that you've got to lie down for about fifteen minutes a after lobster, a lobster cocktail. Yeah, it's incredible. So I'm really looking forward to. it As I say, it's her first time with the wee one. She'll not really, you know, she'll play with the the, the wrapping paper the wrapping, instead. Yeah, yeah guaranteed, guaranteed. You're sprouts man. Yeah, they're quite divisive. You're both nodding. Yeah, I can't. Sorry, sorry, I can't do it. No, 
Oh, I don't, Absolutely I don't, not I don't mind that You're a healthy eater as well No, nah, honestly Oh, definitely Whoa. Yeah, I could go for that uh-huh. just, Yeah yeah, no, I'm outnumbered. I don't mind that. I don't mind my number. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Okay. You, you strike me as the host, Roger. You, you, organised individual like yourself. Oh, You'll be hosting. Oh, but right through the card. Yes. Yeah. Hosting tomorrow. Yes. Looking You've got a lot to of people it. coming, Mister Hannah. Here. Yeah, I believe so. Yes, I think we've got about fifteen coming to the <laughs> to the house. Yes. <laughs> That's what it's all about. No, Family at Christmas, do, do, do you know the thing that really put me off? That not the fact fifteen people come to the house. You don't like people? No, you would need to buy 15 presents Well, there is that Bah humbug to you, DL Right, 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, What about a festive feel-good story to cheer you up With just a couple of hours to go Until the big day I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line uh, By David, who is a St Mirren fan He's from the Black and White Army David, how are you tonight? Very well, gentlemen, very well indeed Now David, you I'm hoping you're going to talk St Mirren with us as well But you join us for a specific cause Because... A few weeks back, you decided to kick off your 12 points of Christmas campaign. Just explain, in your own words, what that is and how it came about, because it's now gone on to have an incredible level of success. Uh, yeah, so it was around the start of December. Um, I had just seen a documentary highlighting the kind of food bank situation, which obviously we all know is completely unacceptable, but it is a very real part of society today, and I think the kind of time of year kind of tugged a little bit even more at the heartstrings. And so we're about to have uh, four pretty big games. Obviously, we've been struggling a little bit this season, but not playing too badly, but struggling. We had four games, uh, Motherwell, uh, Hamilton, St. Johnson and Livingston coming up. So uh, we had kind of done similar sort of things before. So I, I, I run a uh, fans, Blackmate Army Twitter account. So I tweeted the, the club and said, look, every point you get in these four games... Um, I'll donate 25 quid to the local food bank um, with the full intention that I would make a donation even if we did lose all four games but I was, you know, I'm quite a positive guy I didn't think we'd lose all four but, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, then fans started other fans, someone fans started saying, oh, throw me in for a tenner I'll put a fiver in I'll put in. so we set up a page uh, on the website and before we know we had 500 uh, pledgers who had pledged in a total what to about two and a half thousand pounds a point. Uh, obviously, we lost the first game three 0 to Motherwell. Alarm bells start ringing, thinking, "Oh my God, here we go, some one way." But um, managed to get five points. So we beat Hamilton, drew with Livingston, drew with um, St Johnson. So we got five points. So the total pledge value was thirteen thousand, just over thirteen thousand pounds. Um, we opened up a Just Giving page tied to Renfrewshire Food Bank, who do obviously a huge amount of great work in the local community that we're very passionate about in Paisley and Renfrewshire. So um, we've now today hit over 20,000 uh, donations um, from St Mun fans, from people in Paisley, um, from a few other fans from other clubs who have got involved as well. So it's been absolutely incredible, um, totally overwhelmed by it. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll do some real good uh, for such a worthy cause. David, that is absolutely brilliant. Well done to you. Hats off at this time of year, Roger. At any time of year, it's kind of a nice idea because well, David wants to do a good thing, but tie it into the performance of the team. Can the yeah. team help raise a bit more money? £20,000. You can only congratulate David and his fellow St Mirren fans. It's a bit like <laughs> what Hugh Keevans was talking about today, the Cash for Kids auction here. We all long for a day where... We don't have to have the cash for kids auction Because the need won't be there To raise the money for the children And it's the same with the food banks In Renfrewshire 
and further afield We all long for the day that there are no food banks And people don't need to come down and use the food banks And David and the other St Mirren supporters and the Black and White Army members Don't need to raise money for these good causes But unfortunately we still live in times where we need to raise money for food banks the Cash for Kids auction is, is is so needed at this time of year, at any time of year. And we can only congratulate David and the St Mirren fans for it. It's a great idea to begin with, but to rally behind it to the tune of £20,000 is superb. Like you say, David, I'm sure people would have put their hands in their pockets anyway, but was there ever the fear that St Mirren go and lose all four games and it, it doesn't take off quite the way you wanted it to? It's kind of, you always think you, you don't want that to happen, but... I didn't think we were playing that badly. You know, I think all season we've played pretty well in most games. We've been competitive in most games, so I was pretty confident we get something from the games. Um, and but yeah, I, I think most fans would have uh, chipped in. In fact, a lot of people have given the whole donation as though we got twelve points, um, and a lot of people gave the donation well before the, the last game. So, um, so it was always going to raise some money. Um, and it just got off to a bad start when we got when we got gubbed by Motherwell, but that is the same way we don't do things easily. So, um, but no, I was delighted, and I think you know I didn't want to put any more pressure on the players. I don't think we we did know about it, but I don't think it maybe did uh, put any pressure on them. But if it did, it, they certainly rallied round and hopefully those five points will stand us in good stead going forward. Yeah, Gordon, I hope you feel bad about that three 0 victory that your Motherwell team got. See the yeah. difference that could have made. Yeah, I do now, Gordon. I've got to say I didn't at the time, and we did gub them. Um, but I do feel a bit bad now for David But well done David A fantastic cause Daz is a wee bit late to this David But he says he will pledge £5 For every point you take off Celtic in the 26th <laughs> He's so generous <laughs> He's so generous David, it must be quite overwhelming on, on a serious note To see the way that community clubs like St Mirren Are able to come together at a time like this And produce an amount like that in just a couple of weeks That must be quite overwhelming for you uh, it is, but it's not. It's not surprising. It's not the first time that you know St Mirren and most clubs like us do so much work in the local community that a lot of it goes unheralded. You know, St Mirren are opening their doors on Christmas Day for families or, or for people who have no family. Sorry for for Christmas Day, people who would otherwise be on their own. And a lot of clubs are doing that face to friends. We we have. Uh, the St. Lawrence Supporters Trust gives we have a, a bank of season tickets that go into the local community for people who maybe couldn't afford a season ticket to come along to games uh, the St. Lawrence Supporters also built a disabled platform to provide better facilities for our disabled fans so there's so much stuff that goes on and this just happens to have caught the imagination maybe because of the time of year and things like that mm-hmm. but uh, there's so much stuff that goes on and I kind of hope that it does show generally that football fans in general are Generally, the vast majority are good guys and, and girls, you know. So yeah. it's because we do get a bit of a bad press, and, and not just in the media, but just in the whole country. I think you know people kind of poor scorn on football fans, and there's so much good stuff going on at so many clubs. So it's not just us; it's doing it's uh, doing the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, well said. I'll tell you what, though, David, stay there and talk football with us because we're going to hear from Jim Goodwin. He says the players need to believe they can beat Celtic if they want to get the result on Thursday. He has been happy. With the displays against the old firm, but now he's targeting that upset. In this league uh, and in football in general, uh, you know everyone's capable of beating someone on, on a day. You know Celtic are the champions for a reason, and you know they are on that you know ten-game winning run as you just spoke about for a reason because they are one of the top teams in the country. There's no getting away from that. But um, you know we have to go into it with a positive mindset and believe that we can cause an upset. You know, and it's as simple as that. We 
have done well against both sides of the old farm this year. We were very unlucky here uh, against Rangers early on in the season. Um, you know, only got beat by a fantastic free kick on the day. And yeah, went to Parkhead and was nil nil at half time. So, you know, we've got to believe that we can uh, that that we we've got enough within our own team that we can go and, and try and win the game. It's as simple as that. You know, uh, nobody will give us a hope in hell. We know that. But at the same time, you know, that's not going to be our attitude going into it. Right, David, from your expert insight, give us the, the positive case for the shock. Can it be done? Um, of course it can be done, that's football. Otherwise, none of us would ever go to a game uh, against uh, one of the big two um, in the Premiership. You know, we've I've seen someone lose 7-0 to Celtic on a Saturday and then beat them the following Saturday at Simon Park in the Scottish Cup um, with the same team. So, it's always funny. And on our own pitch, I think we fancy ourselves to give energy um, of course Celtic are a very good side they should not but um, I think we'll go into it in good spirits unbeaten in three couple of clean sheets away from home which is unusual for us and I think the team is, is good we, we, we've we've got issues a couple of uh, injuries in key areas but I, I think we'll give Celtic a game um, and who knows a bit of um, big man upstairs might look down on us and say we, we've been doing some good work so maybe he'll give us a wee favour <laughs> a wee bit of luck here well, and the thing is Roger when you go back to the the Rangers game at St Mirren took that Barisic free kick and we, we've seen these away venues can cause problems that's not to say that it's definitely going to be a, a St Mirren winner it swings things massively in their favour but it clearly changes things everybody goes into it with that added optimism when you've got the home advantage yeah and, and like St Mirren fans like David just need to look back last season the nil-nil draw with Brendan Rodgers team as we said earlier or in Kearney's first game in charge St Mirren have got themselves into a decent position David right those five points they accumulated really have helped them so Boxing Day when the champions come to town Becomes a free hit Because whatever happens they, they won't go bottom of the league I think Hamilton take on St Johnson They can't both go above St Mirren Hearts Even if they win the derby Can't catch St Mirren So St Mirren will not be in the bottom two Whatever happens on Boxing Day And, and they've earned the free hit With decent form Great organisation defensively By Jim Goodwin At a time when he's lost Broadfoot And he's lost McKenzie And you know Young Glover or Paul McGinn's had to stand in at centre half. So St Mirren have done well. Whether or not they can take anything off Celtic and Boxing Day, though, I think that remains to be seen. David, well done again from all of us, seriously. Proper pat in the back for you. That's a fantastic effort, it really is, at any time of the year, but particularly this time of the year. You and your fellow St Mirren fans should be so, so proud of your efforts. So well done. That was David from the Black and White Army. St Mirren fans raising over £20,000. For a local food bank After pledging to donate money For every point the team gained Over the four points in December 20 grand What an outstanding uh, figure And as David rightly says Listen, I know there are loads of clubs Doing great things I, I, I apologise for not being able to To cover them all but, but just from today alone I noticed Celtics Foundation Announced their Christmas appeals Being the most successful ever Raising £310,000 Motherwell published A really... Moving and important suicide prevention video on their social media channel So it really is great to see people looking out for one another Within Scottish football at this time of year So for anyone who tells you it's just a game Just you remind them it's much much more than that 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still plenty of time for you to get your calls in. It's 01419511025. And if you would rather tweet, then you can do that as well at Clyde SSB. I just checked again on the Twitter. Still no sympathy for Sam Cosgrove by the looks of it, Roger. It's a one way street. Um, people suggesting that was definitely the right call He has been unsuccessful in that appeal So he will now serve a suspension Right, on to tonight's teaser Martin sent this one over to us So it's fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address that you need If you're sitting there You've got a good idea for a question And you want to hear it on the show Fulltime at Clyde1.com Can you name the nine players Who have made the most English Premier League appearances This decade? So as you well know We are approaching the end of the decade Everywhere's talking about teams of the decade Goal of the decade All the rest of it Can you name the nine players With the most English Premier League appearances This decade? Wow Ryan Christie Ryan Christie <laughs> Jeez Honestly Ryan <laughs> Giggs This decade when's, when's the bloopers production? <laughs> well, he's got one of his own this is about three hours long, unfortunately. Why did I see Ryan Christie? No. What about David Silver? Yes. Oh, I forgot about so him. Listen, Ryan Giggs had a lot of appearances, Gordon, but from 2010 to, to now, not so much. Right, okay. Because when did he retire? What about James Milner? Yes. Probably does. You're getting the, the idea now. Oh, I'm right. Getting the bit between your teeth. I'm right in here. Good. Two down, seven to go. Hey, Vincent Company. Uh, no. no I'm afraid not Just for some perspective If it makes any difference to you Milner's got 305 I think it is David Silva 297 So that's the sort of ballpark You're looking at guys That have made around 300 appearances this decade Kyle Walker Oh that's a great shout oh, I really I thought yeah. He's making light work of this Right that's three down Six to go You're a third of the way there You can play along with us At Clyde SSB on Twitter Which nine players Have made the most English Premier League appearances this decade What are you laughing at in the corner What ridiculous answer Were you about to come out with No, no I, I, I cannot For the life of me Understand why I said Ryan Christie there I, I, I cannot understand that but, I think maybe we but should But it was a wrong answer Maybe we should listen back Roger Because like I say It's that time isn't it Everyone's going team of the decade Goal of the decade yep. What would be your Favourite wrong answer That Gordon's given on the teaser Because there must be loads To choose from oh. On a minute here Some of the uh, It's funny this is a team of the decade Some of his answers to decade questions And year yeah, questions Quite spectacular have been absolutely I'm, not, I'm, I'm not I'm not great in the years and the stuff. I'm, I'm trying to think I, partic- I like the one where you I asked you to read out the vowels And you missed one out I like that one um, But there have been a few I'll listen back I'll spend my Christmas day Listening back to them all And I'll report back to you On right, Boxing yeah. Day Right let's speak to Archie Who's a Celtic fan On the line Hi Archie Hello guys Hi Archie. Hi Archie Gordon I don't Understand how you said uh, The whole firm game Means more to Rangers Than just to Celtic That's an incredible thing to say Because Celtic's home record Is fantastic And uh, and I believe If Celtic win this game On Sunday morning The league because can't see we just catches for eight points clear them, uh, and just to be we're home for them this season. In fact, the last game we lost at Parkhead in the league was the Aberdeen one, and that was quite a dubious result. Was well. I think I was just to try and stop Rangers from getting second place. So to tell you the truth, I can't see. 
And the League Cup forms out the window because that was the League Cup final. Mm-hmm. Celtic won't play that bad at Parkhead in the league game against Rangers. And we did, and don't forget we did dominate at Ibrox in the first all for them game. So I can't see where you're coming from there, Gordon. Well, well, first and foremost, I said that uh, I thought Rangers would have more pressure because of the points just now, five points. And then, you know, that's taken into consideration. I think Rangers will beat Kilmarnock and I think Celtic will beat St Myrne on Boxing Day. And then, obviously, with the game in hand, I don't think that Rangers can allow that gap to go to eight points. So you've, you've basically picked me up wrong while I was trying to... Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you said Rangers were... Favourites, you felt no. there was more pressure on Rangers. I think that is that yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, and especially going to Celtic Park because, as as I said, even the show on Saturday, Gordon, all this season the games I've covered at Celtic Park, I've never sat there and thought this is the day a team is going to beat Celtic in their home patch. I really don't. So I think it's a pressure, more pressure game for Rangers because of the points difference, and obviously with the game in hand. That's why was my point I was trying to go over. Would you agree with that, Archie? No, there's a lot of pressure on Celtic as well. Believe you me, there's a lot of pressure on Celtic. The Celtic fans will demand a victory at Parkhead, and that's immense pressure on itself for any Celtic team. So the pressure's 50 50 with both of them, I think. And I'd even say it's more pressure on Celtic because they have the home team and they've got a chance to go eight points clear. So obviously there's more pressure on Celtic. Where I will agree, Arch, is uh, when you said about, I don't think it matters about the League Cup final. Um, you know, every one of these games is completely different. And it is at Celtic Park as well. And, you know, it's home advantage for Celtic. I just think it'll be an absolute terrific game of football. Um, I've said all along, and I will stick by it. For me this season, Celtic will only lose to Rangers at at Celtic Park I don't see any other team Capable Of going there And winning And I'm not saying Just now Gordon That's what's going to happen Because I'll give but you you think it's the only possibility The only possibility okay. I don't see any other team Achieving that Quite interesting discussion Earlier Roger About Rangers now And you know Not looking too far ahead But thinking Does Stephen Davis Come back in Can he force his way back in Might we get any clues From Neil Lennon On Boxing Day As to what he's thinking for the Rangers game Because recently And it was debated in the show As Gordon rightly mentions You know Incham's been in there And there's not been that natural Whether it's El Yunusi Whether it's Mikey Johnson That that natural width That we're used to seeing From Celtic Might we see a return to that On Boxing Day With a view to repeating it um, On the it, 29th It's difficult to see You, you never know it, it could make changes in Boxing Day Then someone gets injured Or someone gets suspended And it throws the, the plans For Sunday Awry Um do Celtic need to revert back to the old system in order to counter the two Rangers fullbacks pushing Forrest out on Barisic, pushing a, a left winger out on Tavernier? If so, does that mean Cham doesn't play? Um, there, there are lots of different possibilities. Does Neil Lennon worry about the Rangers fullbacks? Is he more worried about getting his own big players in the park and causing problems for Rangers Celtic going forward? There are, there are so many different possibilities. Stephen Gerrard, I think, would like to get Stephen Davis on the pitch, but at the minute, who do you leave out to accommodate Stephen Davis? Or will the decision be made for him come Boxing Day again by an injury and a suspension? Archie, thank you very much for the call. Hope you have a nice day tomorrow. It's 01419511025. Every time we try and get Martin, who is a jambo, that wanted to give us his thoughts on the line, he disappears. So we'll see if Martin gives us a call back between now and 8 o'clock. Hearts, talk to me about hearts at the moment. 
Talk to you. Talk to me about hearts. I, I don't know what hearts are doing as a football club, Gordon. Astonishes me that just now you get a new manager coming in. Now, I don't know his reasons behind this. He's away. He's got a massive game coming up against Hibs and he's leaving his assistant manager to deal with the training. Um, an inexperienced assistant manager. He's never managed, I don't think, has he? Am I wrong in that? No, you're right. Right. And and I think that it's a bit unfair on the boy. Um, the manager should be here, especially the state of this football club just now. I think it's important he's got to prepare for his game. He has to start winning because Hearts could potentially go down. And and and, and you, you, you look at Hearts at the beginning of the season, you think, well, that would never, nobody would ever say that. But now they're in a relegation battle and they're all over the place. They've got two guys there that already had a go at management. They're now splitting the, the, the roles upstairs. They too should have been out the door the minute the new manager comes in. Can you launch any defence of it, Roger? Obviously from the outside, when you look at a new manager coming in, he goes home for Christmas, Andy Kirk takes the training. I completely get why that raises eyebrows. Can, can you launch any defence of it? Is there um, any chance that people are making too much no, of it? No, it, it's just the latest chapter in a bizarre season for Hearts, as Dan's touched on. I've actually seen quite a lot of Hearts for Super Scoreboard. I thought when they lost those three goals in quarter of an hour at Kilmarnock, I thought that was it. They'd really scraped the bottom out of the barrel then. But they've actually got worse since then, Gordon. I saw them at Hamilton at the weekend, and in the first half, Stephen Naismith was really the only player that you know threatened anything for them. He went off injured at half-time and they just collapsed out the game. Lost two goals to Hamilton. They did get one back near the end. But to be honest with you, you know Hamilton weren't hanging on for the three points at the end of the game. They are a shower. They are in a dreadful state. As Daz said, Craig Levine and Austin McPhee are still in the building. One of them is trying to recruit players. One of them is trying to get players out the door. Um, the team on the park You know I've been convinced For several weeks That at 5-2 They put all the names In the hat And the first 11 They get drawn out play There's no rhyme Nor reason to selection No rhyme Nor reason to tactics It is Bizarre In the extreme It must be extremely worrying For heart supporters And at a time like this When they're three points adrift This is hearts We're talking about Three points adrift At the foot of the table The new manager Who's played three Lost three only seen that Ole Bozenich goal at the weekend The only goal they've scored in the three games Takes us back to Germany And gives the players Christmas Day off When they're playing Hibs That's Hibs At Timecastle at half past 12 on Boxing Day um, it, it, If it was a script for some kind of Sketch and only an excuse It would be dismissed as too ridiculous An experienced newspaper man like yourself Must have seen countless stories over the years Where X person says Form goes out the window on Derby Day Can it do that in this one? Will it well, do that? Neither of the teams has any form So it, it well, doesn't Hibs, matter Hibs, Hibs, would be, Hibs would be Perceived to be in a slight Well in a better position than Hearts well, ultimately they, they Because most, position, most people they, are They've fallen into the bottom six again Not many people have noticed that seemingly They're in the bottom six Which is a place Hibs shouldn't be With their budget and with the players that they've got um, I think Jack Ross Should have a reasonably easy team talk In Boxing Day morning Saying Hearts came and mugged us at Easter Road earlier in the season After we led, they came back and won the game That's not going to happen again Hearts are underestimating us They gave all their players Christmas Day off, you know Go out and beat Hearts Go out and keep Hearts bottom of the league Go out and give your fans a good Christmas That's Jack Ross's team talk You would fancy Hibernian to win the game 
Yeah, there's not a lot you can argue with, with Roger there. Um, but football is a crazy game, Gordon. It could work for him. It really could. Um, you know, it doesn't matter the fact that they're having Christmas Day off. Most clubs will be training. And I think it does benefit. When I was a manager and we used to have games round about this period, I would always get the boys in on Christmas Day for even for an hour. I think it helps them as well, just get out of the house and get a bit get their, their legs going. Um but for 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 a manager just to disappear away at Christmas when you know as a football guy, this is a busy time for you. Yeah. Can you not wait till next and week when the shutdown comes and, and then go go home? And the thing is you touched on it there, Daz. Players aren't daft. Players know what's expected of them at this time of year. Players know they're not going to have a six-course Christmas dinner. Players know they're expected to come in, they're expected to work, they're expected to train, even if it's just for an hour or two. They know what they should be doing. And I think the players will be as surprised as anyone that A, the manager's not there, and B, they're getting a nice wee day off the day before the derby. Okay, what about tonight's teaser then? Martin sent the question over. Thank you to Martin. It's fulltime at Clyde1.com. If you want to contribute, it, uh, nine players tonight who have made the most English Premier League appearances this decade. So you have to be quite careful. You've gone for like Ryan Giggs, for instance, well outside the time frame, really. Kyle Walker, James Milner, David Silva are correct, though. What about Baines, Evan? No. Fullback? No. He's, no, he must have made millions. No. no. What about uh, jo- Jordan Henderson? <laughs> yes. Just the 306 for him this decade It's not bad is it? Is that, is that right? Yeah uh, Sergio Aguero He's top of the list by the way jo- Jordan Henderson Is he? Yeah More than anyone else uh, No actually No to Aguero I suppose he's injured every yeah. now and then isn't he in and well, out If, if Leighton Beans wasn't right what about his pal Seamus Coleman? No No Just going to go in for fullbacks here Azpilicueta at Chelsea? No Hmm Actually mm. Young I can't believe you've not given me There's a single goalie, goalie yet. Yeah, that's we'll, 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 we'll get them. We'll get them next. We'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, the home stretch before the big day, but there's still work to be done. On the teaser So Gordon and Roger Are going through this one Which nine players Have made the most English Premier League Appearances of this decade So between 2010 And the start of 2020 You've got Kyle Walker David Silva James Milner Jordan Henderson Gareth Barry Would you believe no Oh I, I, th- no, I was I expecting believe. to see That answer down there But it's not one What about Mark Noble Yes Brilliant Still no goalies yeah, we've got about 10 goalkeepers hey, Go for it, Das No, I, I don't know them You rank them what, what would da- I don't know if he's in long enough David De Gea? Mm-hmm Yeah 292 appearances Peter Cech? Yes now, You've only got two to get So we'll leave it there Because you've got between now And 8 o'clock To come up with the last two So plenty of time Let's go back to the phones And speak to John and Parkhead Hi, John Hi, Gordon Gordon John Roger Hi, John Merry Christmas I, I, it's very Christmas to yourselves Hopefully have a good day tomorrow Gordon, keep laughing mince pies <laughs> I don't eat mince pies, mate You keep laughing You don't get in this shape them. eating mince pies <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> I'll give you a laugh, Gordon <laughs> uh, Roger, Roger, just before I go to my question I picked you up 
a wee while ago Did you get your car alright that day? I, I dropped you off I don't want to name the, the oh, dealer Oh yes, aye That's right, you did thank you very much that's Yes, right. it was already waiting for me Sorted out that's good. John, can you come and get Gordon DL Because his is in the garage <laughs> as well So he's needing your help Nick no chance We'll get a reindeer for him We'll get Santa Claus <laughs> He looks a bit like Rudolph Now that you mention it uh... <laughs> uh, Just I've got just a couple of points Obviously I'm a Rangers fan As you probably know uh, And I'm quietly confident uh, About Thursday bo- Boxing Day game Against Coman I'm, I'm, I'm confident About the, the Boxing Day game uh, And then obviously We play Celtic On the, the 29th On Sunday uh, And I, I'm quietly confident That we'll take Six points out of six uh, it's just going going on the the, the game at the, the game at Hamden in the in the final. I know Celtic beat us, but I think if Rangers can turn up turn up in the way they played the way they, the way they played that Sunday, I know we missed I know we missed up team chances. But I, I've said to Gordon before, and Gordon agreed with me. Asked, but I was with Morelos last week. He keeps coming back for more. And I would like to think that's what he'll do a day at a time on Sunday. He'll just come back. And I see, see. I don't know. I don't know if there's kind of there's burden that no scoring against Celtic. I don't know if maybe Gordon maybe can answer that. I don't know if maybe that's in the back of his mind. But I'm sure, I'm sure it is, John. I, I, I've got to say because I've watched um, him play against Celtic a few times, and the one thing he does, he gets chances. He gets chances to score, and usually against any other team, Morelos puts him in the back of the net, but only for terrific goalkeeper in the cup final. I've got to say, so you got to give the goalkeeper credit. Um, will Rangers take a bit of confidence Going to Celtic Park After their, their display in so, the final Sorry just to pick you up there So how can it be as a result of The drought being in the back of his head If it's actually down to Fraser Forster Just pulling off good saves Surely it has to be yeah, one yeah, level but I, but I think there's a bit of both I, I think that um, For instance he makes a penalty kick easy Gordon for a goalkeeper um, You've watched him I've watched him at Celtic Park And he's had a few opportunities to score And he misses a target which he, he seldom does mm-hmm. uh, I do think it, it does play in your mind And every every player that plays with Rangers or Celtic And you're a centre forward and you're a goal scorer The one thing you want to do Is you want to get that that goal You want to get that goal And the more games it goes Then it does start playing in your mind But I totally agree with John I don't think he's one of um, You know, hide away from the, 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 the challenge He'll be back there on Sunday Trying to get that goal yeah, and that, that is the one thing about him. You know, if you knock him down, he does continue yeah. to come by, and he will put himself in in line to you know try and take one of the chances this time. Um, I I wonder. There's two ways of looking at it. Is it just a statistical quirk because he scored all these goals in Europe, fourteen goals in Europe, whatever it is this season, scored against European teams last season, has scored against the Aberdeens, the Hearts, the Habs, the Motherwells, all all these teams. Is it just a quirk, or? Is he just that little bit short That he can't score the goals against Celtic He can't score the goals in cup finals I, I tend to think It's maybe the former And it is just a quirk And he's going to score at some time But listen I might be proved wrong Anything else on your mind tonight John? I Just, just a wee thing Also Gordon And I don't like talking about, about Celtic But Gordon was at the game against Aberdeen Roger, I don't know if you've if you maybe seen it Also you've been through a lot of footage was, it, was there a stamp For Lee Griffiths on Sunday? I remember this I one yeah. it. Was it Lewis Ferguson? It um, Down in the the corner of the penalty box I, w- I actually wondered about this the other day If it would have got more Publicity If that's the right phrase Had Cosgrove and Porteous not Not overshadowed it Listen it's clearly not come to anything Because I think the time 
We would have heard if there was a notice of complaint Am I right Roger yeah. by now uh, With regards to the, the violent conduct You all know the rules about that I'm not going to bore you about yeah, whether we, the referee saw we, we it or do, not We do still have a complaints officer Yeah, yeah but quiet this season um, compared. To, but listen everyone last season said That they wanted the complaints officer to be yeah. quieter no, 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 I, was, so, I, was, I was just asking uh, Just double checking But what did you make of it Gordon Have you seen it back What did you think no, at the I've time not, I didn't, uh, There's nothing at the time that I thought Oh he's in trouble here um, it's been highlighted on yeah. footage, Television footage Roger What did you see of it then Because I noticed Joe Lewis was, was pretty angry about it um, I'm sure it was Lewis Ferguson I'm going off memory here yeah. um, Anything in it for you? No I don't think so In this case I'm not really convinced And to be fair After the game It would have been the easiest thing in the world For Derek McInnes to make an issue of mm-hmm. it Given that all the focus was on his own players Misdemeanour even the other team people aren't really making too much of it. I don't, if anything, of it, Gordon. Okay, John and Parkhead, thank you very much. Hope you have a nice day tomorrow. That was John, I think, will be, the, yeah, the final caller, I would imagine. Not going to squeeze any more in, but thanks again to John. Uh, what else are you looking forward to on Boxing Day? I think Mullerwell will get the short straw. They are away in Dingwall, which means the team travel up on, on Christmas Day. Um, I think we can, let's quickly hear from Keith Lasley on it. I think we've got time. Missing out in the Christmas spirit, uh, but he says he's fine with it. There's a January break coming up to make up for it. No Christmas dinner, unfortunately. That's one of the perks of retirement. Was your, you know, a nice maybe glass of red with your Christmas dinner. But unfortunately, we'll be, uh, we'll be travelling. We'll be, you know, preparing as professionally as, as we always do, and we'll be training on Christmas Day um, and travelling to up to Inverness to, to prepare properly for for the game on, on Boxing Day. But um, no, listen, that's our job. Um, you know, well used to, to to working at this time of year as a footballer, and um, you know this year will be no different. Are you, are you travelling on Christmas Day? Or yeah, we will be. We'll be. We'll travel on Christmas evening, which has went down fantastically well in the Lasley household, and I'm sure uh, throughout the, the, the dressing room. But listen, as I said, it's it's something we're used to um, in football, and you know we obviously get a break in, in the start of January, which you know we'll, we'll look forward to when it comes round. So um, you know every cloud, every cloud, I suppose. I think that ever. Gets players down Or is it just one of those things no. That they're used to they're, they're used to it Gordon Spent many a Christmas day In a hotel room um, Preparing for a game Roger Just in case you looked at me there <laughs> um, <laughs> No I, I think that They know that it comes with the job And they they Listen They'll get up They'll see their families They'll get in They've got a professional job And Keith Lasley's right There's a break coming up They'll get plenty of time off anyway um, So No I don't think it's It's going to be too much for them Small incentive there, Roger, to try and finish the year in third place for Motherwell. That will be in Stephen Robinson's minds, I'm sure. Huge incentive. Um, a trip to Dingwall on Boxing Day, home to Hamilton in the Derby on Sunday. Two wins, guaranteed ending the year in third place. That would be an exceptional achievement for Motherwell. To finish above Aberdeen and Hibs and Hearts would be terrific. There's a little something in each of the games. You know, we touched Hamilton there. I saw them beat Hearts in a weekend. Another home win. Suddenly they're claiming yep. up that table. We, we, we've discussed the Edinburgh Derby. It's going to be huge. And then Rangers and Celtic. Right, two more to get on the teaser. You're looking for a centre half and a goalie. Oh, no. That's me out. Joe Hart? Nope. Centre half. Oh. Who'd he play with? Give us a wee clue. Mm, Watford was one of his clubs. Is this a mm. centre half? Goalie. Aurelio Gomez. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Ah, Excellent. Roger. The centre half. You'll get it if I give you this guy's club. Ready? Go. Cool. Stoke. Ryan Shawcross. Ryan Shawcross. Oh. There we go. That was not bad. Yep. That was very good. That's you. Done. And listen to that. That's the music oh. just starting. That must be the one of the earliest. We've ever wrapped up the teaser.
It is Thought I'd leave a bit of extra time Just to wish you well For the festive period Both of you Roger Hanna Gordon Deal. Thank you Thank you very much Gordon All you the too. very best to you Hope you have a, a nice day With the family tomorrow And that does Go out to everyone as well Just in case you're wondering Our schedule over the next couple of days We are off tomorrow They give us a day off For that uh, We're back on Boxing Day though Two until six o'clock Full fixture card What's not to love And then your chance On the open line From five o'clock So have a good day tomorrow Be good to each other Enjoy each other's company And uh, on behalf of everyone here at Clyde One Super Scoreboard, we wish you all a very Merry Christmas. We're big on all those Christmas parties this season to be jolly with our deluxe king prawn selection for only $3.29 and our deluxe mature cheddar soufflettes also just $3.29. Big on a Christmas you can believe in. Now that's big on quality and always little on price. Subject to availability, selected stores excludes an eye. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.